whale of a tale to tell you, lad. Whale of a tale or two about the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. Whale of a tale, and it's all true. I swear by my tattoo. A guy who gets in the shit uh, is kind of yelly. Uh, tells you what to do, and you get mad at him, but he's usually right. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, he's right more. He's right in a lot of times, and it's so embarrassing. Um, versus this uh, inhuman, um, just all-consuming entity that yep. will not let you rest. Will let no. nothing die. Nothing. To you cannot end. sleep. No, you cannot. You cannot. You cannot sleep. There is no rest. You cannot enjoy mm-hmm. your life amongst the trees while while the the faceless gigantic entity whether it be military or box office mm-hmm. uh will continue to to assault you will continue to combat you uh uh knives out beaks bloody it will it will uh, burn down your whole family it will steal your little uh uh <laughs> dreadlock son it will uh-huh. just it will it will come after you it will kill your whales it will come after mm-hmm. you uh it will it will never stop even though it doesn't seem like most people enjoy most of it, but they feel this strange allegiance to it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you got to support, you got to support the troops. You got to, you got to support the troops. You, <laughs> you don't gotta... have to like the war, but you got to support the troops. Yeah, you yeah, like yeah. War, no, you, you don't want the, the war. You don't want the bad guys to win, do you? And the bad guys are like, uh, it's the... just, it. They they keep trying to every time I I criticize uh, let's call them the American uh, military industrial complex people are like <laughs> well it's better than the other guy and I'm like I don't have to like either guy you're presenting me with this false dichotomy where I have yeah. to support no. one guy or the American military industrial complex I don't yeah. have to pick sides here no also. but also the other guy isn't like directly affecting my livelihood. Like this right. guy is. The other guy is kind of like bolstering my livelihood. You know what I mean? Like the other guy has got to, well, I got to, we're confusing guys. My guy, the original guy <laughs> was the DCU or whatever yes. it's called. Uh, that was the original guy. Mm-hmm. That guy, guy that guy I could not fucking get out of bed for. I will not, I cannot be fucked with this guy. Um, the the American military industrial complex, which is here a metaphor for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> um, does affect my life and is ruining things that I care about, mm. and is is hoarding talent like a sort of smaug, <laughs> like yeah. some like some fucking Benedict Cumberbatch dragon who's just like. Yeah, 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 we're gonna revive uh, uh, this actor's career, but like, they're not gonna do anything else because yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna be working for Smaug for like three years straight. Mm-hmm. That's it's, if it's, you like, it's less like career management as much as as it is cinematic indentured servitude. You're not, <laughs> you're not, uh, like, like you know, you're not like being on cast. You're serving time. Smaug paid for your trip. To to America, yeah. You owe Smaug. You just gotta work for Smaug, unpaid for several years. Um, you just got. You're not gonna be doing anything else but working for Smaug for the next mm-hmm. few years. And then on the other side of that, uh, uh, you know, when you were promised like a rich, full life in America, it turns out there's not actually a lot going on because Smaug owns everything and everyone is working for Smaug. Yeah, it's actually. It's actually really hard to turn working for Smaug into a viable non-Smaug career, it turns out. 
Like, because Smaug, Smaug owns most of the means of getting like, career or crowds like, out s- smaller opportunities. Like, one of the selling points of Smaug for a while was that, like, you worked for Smaug, you made a good mint, and then you could go and make more personal non-Smaug-related yeah. jobs. One but, for Smaug and one for you. That was but, the deal. But we, qu- But everyone sort of quickly realized that... Um, that, that Smaug was really running the whole show, so no individual success under Smaug could be attributed to anyone but Smaug. Mm-hmm. So you, you eventually have to go crawling back to Smaug. Mm-hmm. Who in this uh, metaphor is, is Kevin Feige. Yes. yes <laughs> in case anyone, in case anyone is not following this. Right, in in case anyone doesn't understand this crystal clear metaphor. To refresh, to to reiterate, Smaug is Kevin Feige. He runs, Smaug runs the American Industrial Complex. American Military Industrial Complex, which Mm. here is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That guy, the other guy, is the entire DC Universe, which is apparently, I guess, James Gunn. It looks like James Gunn. Um, what a disappointment he turned out to be. Um, I guess, no, it's, you know what? That's not fair because it, that's just, he just wants to do that. Yeah. He didn't, not for nothing. He didn't really promise to be any other kind of guy. I was putting expectations on James Gunn. Like James Gunn just is my, is my son who he just wants, he just smokes pot Mm -hmm. and he plays Fortnite and he seems fine with that. Like, he doesn't really have anything else he wants to do. He's not sitting up at night going like, oh, what am I doing with my life? Just smoking weed and playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. He just kind of wants to do that forever. Yeah. But and I, and, and, I can't fault yeah. him. He's the, he, he, he's the best, like, adjusted of our children. Like, yeah, he's he seems really well adjusted. He loves Fortnite. Mm-hmm. He's he good at it. it. He's good at it. And and when he plays Fortnite, I'm like, okay, I see what people see in Fortnite when he's playing Fortnite. Yes. And again, to reiterate, <laughs> this is James Gunn's career to failure to metastasize into anything other than a kind of schlock artist, which is great. He's the he he literally he does raise it to an art form, but that Here, really is just all he was gonna do. Here represented by playing Fortnite and having a part-time job at Home Depot that yeah. that, that funds your weed habit. <laughs> that, that, that's actually, in all fairness, Kevin, no longer sustainable. That's actually no longer possible. Yeah, actually. So he's kind of the last guy who gets to have the part-time Home Depot mm. job and play Fortnite. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 really great. I love the media landscape. I'm so glad I'm thinking about making films. I'm so glad that's something that I want to do because every day it just seems more appetizing out there mm-hmm. you know what i mean it just seems better and better every day oh and with the advancements in ai technology filmmaking is only gonna get easier and more accessible it's only gonna to get everybody. more accessible to everybody as long as you can pay a complex ai to turn random key phrases into into something and mm-hmm. you know what say what you will about the cinematic works of big jim cameron they never feel like ai they truly as as computer generated as the last two films of of big match jim have been they feel so singular and so odd and ai could never possibly generate 
Sigourney Weaver is back and she is playing a teenage girl who was born from the the dead or comatose immaculately conceived within within the comatose thought dead proven comatose body (laughs) of avatar body that sigourney weaver donned in the in the first avatar film yes um that's not an ai film whereas like when i'm when i sit down when i sit down at the amc lincoln center in new york city justin the biggest imax screen in north america when i'm sitting down i waited until wednesday after avatar's release because that was when we can get you know just dead middle Mm -hmm. seats me me and my friends that saw this movie and I'm sitting down, I'm throwing on my lenses, I'm about to watch Avatar. And when I see, like, the trailer for Smaug's Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania, a, a trailer that that could not more feel like it was edited by AI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no, it doesn't, I, Justin... I, we are going to talk about Avatar. This no, but we have to not... talk about Quantumania. We do. But... Because it is... <laughs> I've got it. I've got the fever. I've got Quantumania. I'm, I've got it. Um... I've got Quantumania, Kevin. <laughs> I got it back. But this, what this I want to talk about. This is a nothing movie. This movie this a... does not exist. This is... This is something that they would permanently play trailers for but when you're picking a movie on an airplane. This is something you watch six, you watch 30 seconds of the trailer, go, nah, no and then way. just rewatch like the same three episodes of The Office over and over. And you know what? That's fine. That's a perfectly, that's a perfectly fine way to spend a flight. Yeah. Um, or you just do what most of the people on my flights this year have done and just watch Top Gun Maverick, which fair. Um, yeah. Great film. Okay. So you take, you take Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man. Which is, by all accounts, like, a pretty good, like, family comedy about a guy that gets small. It's good in, like, the tier of movies that they don't make anymore, where it's like, what if Vin Diesel was a cop? Yes. And a, like, male nurse? Sure. Yes, exactly. It's a it's a Tooth Fairy starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, The Pacifier starring Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. It's the very, Tuxedo like, starring Jackie Chan. Forgive me, it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, right? Like, yes. it's, you know, it's, it's a very, like, I get what this is. Mm-hmm. This is fine. It's fine. It's and you the... get the second one, which is, like, a little too big for its britches. But I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, they still get small. And then they make stuff big. I'm, like, having a nice time. Mm-hmm. This, this is, this, this, this is, is insane. This it's is the most the... important movie you're ever going to fucking see, Kevin. This, Ant-Man is now a herald of grim portents. And is it is the face of a serious, like, teeny-verse version of Lawrence of Arabia. Like, there were these... These sweeping vistas of the microverse. <laughs> the thing about ant-man that was so good was that it wasn't this and now it's this and and apparently it's the seventh episode of the show loki mm-hmm. and i just i and also the rhythms of that trailer are so fucked it's just like default trailer it ends on this sh- jonathan majors you know god bless peace and love peace and love mm-hmm. above um, this above 
baby, you're above this. Uh, the villain of Creed Three, Jonathan Majors. Um, he just says like the big. You know how you want to like send the audience out on a trailer that's like, oh fuck fuck I have to see, you know, just like mm-hmm. you want to rent. And like, so the moment of that in say the mission impossible dead reckoning part one trailer is Ethan hunt riding a motorcycle off of a cliff. Yes. In a free dive that, you know, Tom Cruise has done. And Justin, every time I see that I am, I am visibly erect. Mm-hmm. And like before avatar in IMAX, they played like a 10 minute, this is how we did this stunt in this movie you can watch in six months video. And I could watch it every day for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. Mm. It's just like, it, I'm just like, oh, I'm amped. I'm, I want to go see a fucking movie. And then you watch the fucking Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania trailer. And it ends with Jonathan Majors saying like, so what'll it be? Ant-Man. <laughs> and, you're, and, then, and then it's like, and you're like, what it's what is this moment but but this is it didn't start with amen because i felt this way about the last like two years of marvel trailers (laughs) last year marvel produced three of the most like baffling films and certainly the most baffling trailers i didn't see any of them but i saw the trailers a lot and like that thor trailer is like incomprehensible (laughs) it's i it just it feels like when your iPhone makes a slideshow of random pictures on yes. your phone that you didn't yes. ask it to do. No, it's the trailer equivalent of your end of the year mix that you get from Spotify. Like right. it's just it's it's, it's just it's just sequences of images that you forgot the context for. It's the it's the trailer equivalent of like those YouTube rewind videos they used to oh, do. Yeah. Where it was just like, here's everything that was kind of popular on YouTube uh-huh. this year. And like I watch those videos and I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Yeah. I don't, this doesn't make me what what is this? Did it's I not... the try guys and a harrowing Trump interview. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me both happened like it's some kind of national tragedy we're commemorating it's like when jay leno at the end of the year would would bring would show us a jib jab of the year in review yeah it's really these trailers have been jay leno jib jabs the fucking quantum trailer is the most jib jab ass (laughs) they just took a picture of paul rudd's head they put it on a pre-made model of an elf doing a dance Mm. that's what i'm watching uh anyway i'm sorry i guess that that demon had to be exercised we already talked about smaug for fucking 20 minutes no we we, we had to have addressed it because it is what it is the specter haunting this film um, it is everything that this movie is not. No. Avatar The Way of Water. The sequel to Avatar. Justin, my friend, uh, let's 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 do the standard thing. Can you tell me about your Avatar sort of history? Um, saw it. I, honestly, nothing. I'll admit, nothing totally anomalous. Uh, saw it in theaters when it came out um, in 3D. Really liked it. Totally forgot about it. Got it on home video. Watched it once. Um, jumped on the... This movie had no uh, cultural impact. Even while I continued to make I See You Jake Sully references. 
<laughs> I see you, I Jake Sully. I see Jake Sully. Uh, Jake so Sully. Um, and then, uh, honestly, Marvel happened. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. And out of And that, then the Fire Nation attacked. Yeah. <laughs> right, famously. <laughs> Literally. Um... Yeah, no, and that yeah, the, a new star in the sky <laughs> appeared, <laughs> and I knew all would soon be lost. A grim herald uh, of what was to come. Yes, and so I got to, and I just, you know, went through Marvel to Endgame, coming out thoroughly exhausted and honestly just kind of left wanting. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, James Cameron comes out, Saying, like, you know, he's basically calling his shot. He's going to hit another Grand Slam. And, God damn it, I was desperate enough to take his, uh, take him up on it. Take him up on it. I mean, I, you know what? We're all saying it these days. But bet against Big Jim at your apparel. Bet, bet against Big Match Jim Cameron at mm-hmm. your own, at, at, at risk of, of, of fatal injury. Everyone had this guy dead, dead to rights. We were like, this fucking, this guy is taking thirteen years to make another movie, which is one more year than he took between Titanic and Avatar in the first place. Um, it, he's he's never missed. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I guess yeah. The Abyss was not, like, a massively popular film, but... but That's not missing. That's just But not, in addition well, that, to that, yeah. the, the Abyss fucking rules. Yeah. So even when he didn't make, like, the most popular movie in the world, Shattering Box Office Records, he still made a dope-ass movie called The Abyss. Yeah. Which and is also about, like, psycho marines. Yes, absolutely. Listen, he has his things. Yeah. Like, he... He, he has truths is, that he understands. Yes, and it, it, Big Match Jim, he is interested in the military as, like, a group of people. But he is not a hoorah guy. No. He, watch any of his movies, and, like, the the Marines, d- despite constantly being present, mm. are usually the the biggest fucking dolts in the room who like end up getting themselves and lots of other people killed. Like in he the abyss, the, military, the villain like he is the, the military. Like he group. The mafia. Yes, exactly. They're, they're a force. They are obviously a force. And obvi- like, listen, like the mafia, like if you're Marty Scorsese and you sit down, you're like, these guys are interesting. We should make mm. movies about them because they are interesting. They are not figures to be revered. No. Like Michael Bay at his worst. Uh, whereas, Michael Bay at his best understands that. Yes. Um, but anyway, my own Avatar history. I I did not see the original Avatar in theaters. Um, I, mostly hmm. because okay. on top of... Um, I, I did not see a lot of movies in this period, mostly because on top of being a full-time student and doing theater and, and all these other things, I was also working full-time. I just, I did not have time to go to the movies. So like when I I watched a lot of movies because I bought DVDs, I would go into Walmart, which is very close to the McDonald's that I worked at while I was like saving for college. And I would like allow myself my brief dalliances into blind buying, you know, DVDs. Mm -hmm. And that was the way that I could like see movies, uh, for, for any children listening, like 
there was no Netflix. The video rental stores in in my town had like gone out of business. You know, there was just mm-hmm. that that was that was what we could do. That was the option yep. that was available. Um, so I took it, and so Avatar, and I was just like not interested. I was not. I I I think my I had weird tastes. And very limited tastes, you know, I was like, oh, did Kevin Smith make Avatar? Then I'm not interested, you know, and, uh, um, <laughs> oh, and Kevin Smith's no. Avatar would have been, would have been, so I kept Justin, I was a big Kevin Smith high schooler, you know, I, I, no, I was what I was. No, I, I understand. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, so I did not see the original Avatar in theaters. I saw it, like, wheeled out on one of those TV carts in, mm. in the choir room one day, you know, when, like, curriculum is technically over and they just need you to stay in the school building for, for a right, few days. Right, 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 right. Um, so I saw it there, which is not the ideal way to see James Cameron's Avatar. Uh, but then, and I, and I was also a Marvel kid because, you know, Avatar comes out one year after Iron Man, you know, so I'm, like, I'm invested in that. I'm getting into that. I was... I was 16 years old Mm -hmm. um i was in the i was in the fucking pocket for it and then over the intervening 13 years like i i i my tastes grew and changed which is good i i would Mm -hmm. hope that my that my tastes over 13 years would would grow and change they're supposed Uh, to they're supposed to you're not supposed to be as invested in the same stuff that you liked when you were a kid for like the entire period yeah. of your life. I think that's very natural. I'm not telling you not to like enjoy stuff, but like you got to let some stuff you go add at, to a, it. at a certain point. You got to add to it. You got to add some, some uh, adult material on there. I think it's healthy. Um, anyway. And then uh, my, my taste grew and changed to the point where like when Avatar 2 is coming out, I'm fully psyched and hyped on the fucking Avatar train because I want anything in the big movie making space mm-hmm. that is not this one thing that we're getting over and over and over what, again. What what really happened is for me, I saw RRR and that w- renewed my love of spectacle. That was oh, like... Spectacle can be good. Yeah. Spectacle can be real and spe- spectacle can feel tremendous. They can make you to... feel feelings. Remember feeling feelings, Kevin? I I sure do. I love watching movies. I love feeling feelings. And that's why I stopped post-pandemic watching uh, Marvel movies because I was watching them. And I'm like, I just don't feel anything about Mm -hmm. this anymore. Why am I doing it? Why am I spending my time? There are, Justin, there are so many movies out there. Did you know this? Both new and in the vast, you know, century-long history of the medium that I could watch instead. Of these very long movies that I don't care about. Uh, so anyway, I was fully fucking Avatar pilled. I saw the re-release of Avatar in IMAX, because of course I did. That What what else is your AMC A-list subscription for? And uh, and then I fucking saw Avatar The Way of Water and slam dunk. Bring it all the way home. Back, j- Big Jim with the backboard breaker. Buckets, Buckets Cameron, we call him. Kevin, this movie genuinely changed me, I feel. Like, yes, I, I, I came I out a saying. different man, both how I view the world and my place in it. I and feel similarly. I have to thank um, James Cameron for doing that. I really, like, you know, goofums aside, this is a seriously affecting movie in a way that, like, big dumb blockbusters haven't felt and not like in like a like this is and i'm not saying this is an important movie i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. it's not like significant in that way i just it's not an inconvenient truth no it's not but 
by but Justin, how could it be affecting you don't know the main character's name? These same four phrases that mm-hmm. we've been passing around yeah, for thirteen. It's 13. Jake Sully. It's Jake Sully. They say it in the first movie one thousand times. And also everyone who says you don't know the main character's name is lying. Knows the main character's name of Avatar. We all know. And we've all known this whole time. We've always the, known. And Awa people, has just, we just haven't let Awa show us the name. Awa has blessed us with the gift of knowing Jake Sully's name. My Jake. And, and and we've just all been denying Awa's light. And I don't think that's right. And I don't think that's fair. And I think we all just need to to get down and, and apologize to Awa. Who, who, who makes the very moss beneath our feet glow with mm-hmm. every step. Uh, Pandora is a magical, magical place. And... <sighs> Just before, just before we d- dive yeah. into this film in, in in more explicit detail, I just, I really, I'm sorry, I do need to address the same four fucking stupid jokes that everyone has made about Avatar for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you don't know the main character's name. Yes, you do. We've already addressed this. Um, it's just blank with blue people. First of all. I don't think Marvel fans can make fun of any movie for being like another movie um, because they've watched the same movie 31 times. Also, also, nearly every one of those movies is just another movie that Marvel's doing. Like, it's just blank made Marvel. And also, the, the phrases you hear in there are either Dances with Wolves or Fern Gully, which... This movie is certainly not the same plot as Fern Gully, so you are either saying that like any movie about the environment well, are identical, or and but also Justin, you can't. I can't see you, but you can maybe see me. Mm-hmm. But but also Justin, the people making these jokes have not fucking watched Dances with Wolves. That's true. They haven't. I know they haven't. They're repeating what someone else on the internet says. These people are not fucking watching Dances with Wolves. No, these people read Cracked. And also, Dances with Wolves is pretty alright. So what's wrong with Dances with Wolves in space? That sounds like a good movie to me. That sounds good. Why are we complaining about this? (laughs) I I don't understand. Most movies are blank but blank. Or blank and blank. It is, in fact... How you are taught to pitch screenplays. Um, there was a generation of movies that were just die hard on a blank. And they were great. Because <laughs> you know what I wanted to see? Die hard on a bus. Die hard on a fucking boat. Die hard on a plane. I wanted to see those. And they were pretty good. And what? I'm so, I, I'm upset. After watching the first Avatar in theaters, I was just like, everyone is the biggest idiot in the world. I can't. I can't take this. Mm. This film is great. Also, this movie has, in my mind, a greater grasp of revolutionary theory in nearly any blockbuster in a way that is refreshing. Like Absolutely. Except for RRR, baby. RRRRR. No, in America. Because they... Yes, of course. These movies are about America. They are depictions of the Amer- and extractions of the American imagination. This is a like collection of like tropes, oh, explicitly of like Amer- of like 
First Nation peoples of like westerns and sci-fis and swashbuckling like so many like Tarzan so many different just strains of like the American cultural consciousness all just kind of refined and distilled into this like one franchise absolutely Avatar does feel a little bit like James Cameron found like a five book Edgar Rice Burroughs series that no one else knew about. Oh, absolutely. Which, you know, is a, like, you know, that started America. That's like that kind of storytelling is an American one. Absolutely. And even though like the military force in these movies is not explicitly the American military, it's assumedly some sort of world military. Mm -hmm. It's the American military. Yes. It's It's the the American military. It's code of the American military. Everyone in it is American. Mm. You know, Quaritch is as as American as any man you've ever seen in your entire life. Edie Falco in a mech suit drinking coffee is as American as it fucking gets, baby. She's Mm. not from anywhere but fucking Strong Island. Yeah, no, everyone is dressed like the kind of shit, like the, the worst kind of troop that isn't like an active war criminal. Like, the kind who, like, comes to America, come back home to start a lifestyle brand, where they sell, <laughs> An like, influencer troop. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. troop influencers. Like, the kind yeah, who send uh, coffee that triggers you. Yeah, Admiral Wayne Fleet is absolutely selling me fucking brain pills. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's going back and he's selling, like, tactical egg whisks. Yeah, 100%. He's selling me those, A, those sick fucking Ray-Bans, and, and B, those Navi Ray-Bans, those seven, the, the, the giant skull of the Navi. Someone made Ray-Bans to fit a Navi's head. Like, that is one of the best little aspects of these movies, and people will make fun of it and be like, that's stupid. And I'm like, people are stupid. People would want that. Yeah. Like, like Sigourney Weaver's giant, uh, Harvard, uh, Harvard yeah, uh, sweater. Yeah. Her tailored Harvard sweater. It's, it's not for that it's big. Body. It's just that it's big. It's for a torso that is one and a half meters long and yeah. like at most like two feet around. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For the longest, thinnest being you've ever yeah. seen. And humans will put themselves out for those tiny little inconvenient conveniences mm. like that. That is yeah. that is so very human to no. me. It's well, it's the uh can I smoke in here and then you just start. Like right. Like exactly. I I am inhabiting an alien species, a like a an experience known by like less fewer than 50 people. This is a revolutionary experience. I'm going to chew gum with it. I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. Like, shoot, I'm the bubblegum I am going to kick ass and chew bubblegum. If you're trying to tell me that those soldiers were not begging for a Navi sized Nin- Nintendo Switch, like <laughs> I just, you're, you're incorrect. They want a big Switch. They they wanted one, mm. and the the American industrial complex can find one uh, yeah. I, through either the funding of Unobtainium or uh, Space Whale Brain Goo. They they reverse engineered a fried chicken sandwich on like on Pandora. Yes, exact. Like they, there, there are like they've they have portaged McDonald's through the cosmos for like that little bit of of space convenience mm-hmm. you know like that's that's so human if, to me if i may say 
The city that they are building on Pandora does look identical to Salt Lake City. Like, it looks exactly like the skyline of Salt Lake City. Getting some fucking that, dirty sodas on Pandora. Yeah, that, that, boy, Getting that, some fry sauce on Pandora. Yeah, that's the thing, is you know those troops want fry sauce, and they want soda with heavy cream poured into it. <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm not going to explain it to you. Those are some, that's that's for our Salt Lake City listeners. Our, I our, think they're our pretty self-explanatory. I don't I think they're crimes against God I think I think there's never been a greater sin listen write this down there's never been a greater sin within the Mormon community than the dirty soda (laughs) nothing worse has happened dirty soda dirtier soul yeah 100% that's what I'm saying when you drink a fucking Dr. Pepper with heavy cream Mm -hmm. I think I think God is you drink one and game over your immortal soul is forfeit that's what I think um but I do I think it this movie does an incredible job both like as its own movie which I think is a better film than like a better standalone film than the first one I, I agree. I believe on the whole it is a better film. Absolutely. But but also um, how it builds on the first one. Like, it does just expand everything. Not uh, too much that it's, like, overwhelming and spread thin. But it gives us more. It raises the stakes. Absolutely. We are continuing on. Like, I, I had a question, you know, when we were hearing about these Avatar sequels. I'm like, are we keeping Jake Sully? You know, like, is mm-hmm. that, are we following, is this, the, is this the story of the Sullys, or are we going to expand out and forget about that? Which is not outside the realm of possibility, I think. No. You know, just, like, going to Avatar 2 and it's about somebody else. But no, this, this, this feels a lot like, you know, my slow reading through the Dune series is, like, this is the story of House Atreides. Uh, yes. But House Atreides is uh, a troop <laughs> and his native wife, and they're weird bizarre collection of children um which i think is one of the more fascinating fucking aspects of this movie and and the incredible economy of storytelling that like we get a lot of weird setup out of the way very quickly Mm -hmm. like the avatar the way of water is the case for using voiceover in your movie yeah Uh, as as the first avatar did it's like there's just some shit that we just need to lay out. Yeah. We just gotta fucking set it up for you. And it's it's all gonna be great after we do this. The first Avatar did that where it felt like most of the movie were putting these pieces together. And you're like, this is so odd. There's so many pieces. And then once we get to the climax, it all starts paying. Yep. Just, it just completely, it is, it is the inception structure of just like that. Inception is the same way. It's like we are spending... 70% of this movie, the first 70%, just laying all these pieces mm-hmm. so that you need nothing else explained to you in the back 30. You perfectly understand mm-hmm. all the rules, all the all the players, all the component pieces. You could not be more clear on all of this stuff. And that is why the one of the things that i've heard in in people say i heard it this very morning when someone was like oh people should go see avatar 2 you know the story uh whatever i could not disagree more this is like I a think... genuinely compelling movie 
I am compelled. I am in. I. It has been so long since I have loved a group of movie children. Yes! More than I liked the Sully children. This is... I am oh. invested in these fucking twerps. This <laughs> I love them. This movie... This... What this movie gets... Hey, just want to throw, th- throw this out there. This is fucking James Cameron taking his almost, like, comically, like, m- basic protagonist structure in the first one. Where it's like, this is about a guy. Everything we see is his perspective. All we care about is Jake. And then saying, okay, great. Now we're going to make this an ensemble movie. Where, like, Jake yes. Sully is maybe a generous 25% of the movie. Absolutely. Like, he he comes on really strong in the beginning. Yeah. So that he, because he's a trusted hand. We love yeah. Jake. He, he, can, he can set us up. And then he has to, in 10 minutes, go like, okay, so Nateria and I had <laughs> three, three kids. regular kids. Yeah. Then we found, then there was a human child because humans were, were left behind by the humans colonies because you can't put a baby in cryo. And so also, we raised him as a wild out white boy <laughs> with white boy dreads. He's a little Tarzan man <laughs> named I, Spider. And I, I will, and I am so prepared to die for him. It scares I me. I will die for Spider. I love him. My precious son, my my boy. I'll be I, your dad, Spider. I'll be your dad. Yeah, you don't need Corich, Dad. Um, you don't need any of that. And uh, and yes, it again, Dune Messiah vibes. Like mm. Dune is about Paul Atreides, but mm-hmm. Dune Messiah is about Chani and Aaliyah and Paul and the the golem approximation of Duncan Idaho. Sorry, mm-hmm. spoilers for Dune. Everyone. Yeah, for like a like um, a forty year old book. It it really James Cameron said he wanted these to feel like adaptations of like a a, a long running fantasy series, mm-hmm. and I think he has pulled that off with a plum. This this again beyond the Dune sequel vibes. It's like I feel like there's just this mm-hmm. whole component world out here mm-hmm. and like quaritch coming back in his like navi cage you know like oh mm-hmm. you are dead mm-hmm. and now the military owns your soul yeah and, and can use it as many times as, it as he becomes. wants yeah like they and like there's such Okay, so yeah, the bad guy comes back. Um, the big yeah, bad guy yeah, comes back. Yeah, Classic. Yeah, Classic yeah, sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Darkman yeah, you know. 2, The Return of Durant. Okay, you know, we've been here. Sergeant General comes back. And... <laughs> Quaritch. Yeah, Qu- yeah, Quaritch. And there's... And yeah, he's basically a property now. And yes. the And the movie really goes out of its way to not draw a hard line, but really plant seeds... That he knows he's not Quaritch anymore. And Right. He's but, he's Navi Quaritch. Yeah. He's a different being. And and in and almost like taking a page from that uh in All-Star Superman where Lex Luthor gets Superman's powers and then immediately st- st- under s- s- like starts thinking like Superman, like, oh, I f- can sense everything. I that sense is so that connection is so powerful i have to protect everyone and care for everyone 
That's happening with Quaritch. Like, this is an infinitely more empathetic and, yeah. like, caring. Like, he actually cares about people in this. And, like, connects yeah. with other people. It does, like, weirdly seem like he cares about Spider in yeah. his own completely contorted, fucked up way. Mm. Like, they do, in as he's, as he's taking Spider around on his campaign of carnage from mm-hmm. village to village, he is kind of, like showing the kid the hey kid come to work with me i'll show you what dad does yeah yeah (laughs) he connects connects with his kid he literally move he tries to move on from the like cruel monstrous man he was and yeah and i i i'm afraid to say that over the next three avatar films i do think we are looking at quaritch redemption arc i do think quaritch is the zuko of this piece oh and um Oh yeah, and, I think it's going to be looking. the next one. Um, because the 100%. next one is going to be the Ash People. It's going to be volcanics. Yes, good. And show me all the different elements yeah, okay. of Navi. So, also my pitch structure for this: we had Avatar One is forest, it's land. We have the way yes. of the water. That's water. It's the sea. We're now going to volcanoes, and we're going to be Great. introduced to bad Navi who are, are probably going to be, like, Mayan, because that's, like, obsidian weapons and, like, sure. slave states. Nefarious industrial Navi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to see, like, oh, they're probably going to do something fucked up, like, cut off their ponytails or some shit. Oh, it's fucked up. Yeah. Keep... They don't need that connection. They need industry. Yeah. They need weapons. <laughs> they need flint. Exactly. And that one's fire, and then the la- the last Tulkoon, uh, that like th- then there's the Tulkoon Rider, and I'm gonna bet that one's ice. That's gonna be Inuit. Ooh. It's gonna be like tundra, like Sami people. That's gonna be ice, and then the last one's gonna be just earth, dirt. Where we're going back home, baby. Dirt Navi. We're going to see Navi in Times Square. They're going to be eating burgers. Navi getting five guys. Navi, <laughs> Navi g- grabbing a slice. They're going to go to Chicago, get a picture next to, to the bean. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Navi and the bean. That's like. And the they're like as of... tall as it. Oh, that's crazy. They're so tall. They're, so <laughs> they're going to come to Alton, Illinois and sit in the Alton Giants chair and it will look like a normal size This is chair. a normal chair to me, Anavi. <laughs> Finally, you had one normal man. Yeah, dude, the fucking Navi go to the world's biggest ball of twine and they think it's normal. That's, <laughs> fucked, that's up. fucked up. That's fucked up, dude. They go to the Statue of Liberty they think that's a regular lady. <laughs> they're so big. They go to a big top circus. They're like, like, "Mm, pretty normal top to me. (laughs) Pretty normal. They get a big gulp soda. They're like, "Mm, normal gulp. (laughs) They're so big. They're so big. They're too big. They're so, they are big. And when you like, when you see human and Navi in the same Mm. scene, you're like, God, these fuckers are big. Oh my God. It's, It's, so Spider is a human boy, but that means he's essentially a reverse Roger Rabbit. Because he's just a normal man in this totally CGI world. Yeah, but he's Spider interacting with everything. Of, of this film. Yeah, he's really, he's the Eddie Valiant. And he hates tunes. No, he's the um, Roger Rabbit. He's the wacky outlier. Oh, I, I see, I see. He's in the live action world, but he is a, he is a cartoon. I see. Sort yes. of a Looney Tunes back in action. Then, yeah. Perhaps. 
Absolutely. Um, yes, exactly. So Spider, he's this little, he's this little guy, mm-hmm. and he boy, he loves the Navi. He wants to be a Navi so yeah. bad. He was raised among the Navi. He, he does not identify with human culture. He does not know no. what egos are. No. He does not know about the Wizards of Waverly Place. He doesn't know about Sidney Lauper. He doesn't know... No, he doesn't. He didn't know girls wanted to have fun. He doesn't, sadly. But what he does do, like, seven or eight times in the movie, is he does the Navi hiss, which doesn't look... Which looks mildly menacing when a person in the... When a Navi does it, but when a normal ass man when does it, a normal it, like sixteen he... year old goes, <laughs> it's it... just it really doesn't it really doesn't have the same effect. Ah, uh, it's so charming. He's trying though. He's a little he's a little charmer. The blue uh, stripes got... make the animals like him. Absolutely, you got yeah. He thinks he runs faster when he has blue stripes. He's just he he loves the Navi. He loves his Navi family. He is a Sully. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's blue and blue through and through. Yeah, and um and I love him and i love all the children Tuke is sort of just child is um, child but child in the way that they don't let kids be anymore which is like just like cute and nice but can be kind of shitty like a kid like a child you know like the children are at, at once like adorable and also like completely shitty little monsters and mm-hmm. like that switch can fuck flip on a dime and and that's that's Tuke, baby. You also got uh, Loak, who is Jake Sully's nasty son, his bad son. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. don't do nothing right. He, but mm-hmm. as the but he is a whale's friend. <laughs> yes, he is. He, and we'll get to that. He is a friend of the whales. He's a friend of the whales. He love whale. And yeah. but again, you also have Kiri, who is played by Sigourney Weaver, who again. Is, is is playing a, a a teenage Navi played by present day Sigourney Weaver, Weaver, who was born of an immaculate conception out of the Avatar body of Doctor Grace from the previous Avatar mm-hmm. film, and she has a distinct and profound connection to Ewa, who yes. in the first film, it is clearly established that like the, the island Pandora is not just like a place, but like every organism is interconnected mm-hmm. in, in a way akin to a brain. Yes. A like world the, mind. Everything is world minded is a, is a singular mm-hmm. synaptic connection. That's how, you know, the, the Navi can stick their tail hair into mm-hmm an animal and like communicate with it it's all connected it's It's, all they jack in energy you know you are only borrowing energy Mm -hmm. in in the language of navi and eventually Mm -hmm. you must give it back you 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 are required to give the energy back to awa Mm -hmm. that's how awa can like store your memories like yeah just like you can and connect to awa and like live your dev loved one's memory i mean how can anyone watch like someone plug themselves into an undersea flower where you can watch the memories of your dead son mm-hmm. and just like not find this movie emotionally affecting like how, how can you call this empty spectacle how the the navi have a material afterlife like a like a real afterlife a real meaningful material afterlife 
And the Empire doesn't let you have one. You are owned by the Empire forever. Yes. You are allowed you... no rest, no peace. You are only allowed war forever. You are a brain on a fucking thumb drive. And we yeah. plug you into a Navi whenever we want to mm -hmm. because you are a good soldier. Like, you, you are... Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, like, uh, something it's... I think is really important that I thought was really interesting is that it in this there's this harrowing interrogation scene where like the empire uses this like terrible like brain scanner that just whirls green lights around your eyes while you're strapped to a table and across from it there's like the cgi brain readings that look identical to the ones used for the avatar project like Yes. This movie does kind of explore the theme, like, furthers the theme of imperial science is only ever used to further the empire. If you are doing anything on their dollar for the empire's benefit, it will be used for evil. That's just how it works. Because the empire has the power and you well-meaning scientists do not. Absolutely. Um, and, it, and it's all just this this engine. And I, I've seen it pointed out elsewhere, and I think it's a very important point that, like, it's it always seems very intentional to me that the humans are always guzzling coffee, mm -hmm. specifically, which is this item that we... Uh, and I love my coffee. I have it every day. Mm -hmm. And don't you dare talk to me before I have it. But that we specifically, like, take often through the use of like slave labor from mm -hmm. these like impoverished nations we we mm -hmm. take by force for our own convenience this mm -hmm. this delicious brown liquid and i mm -hmm. think that is a very very intentional choice oh, to absolutely. have humans guzzling the stuff in basically every scene that we experience mm -hmm. with them it's how the empire is rendered banal and everyday just through difference of processing you're not picking the beans you're and like roast you're or roasting them in the refer in the like you know plants you're just pouring a cup while you're looking at papers absolutely but like, these we're, papers we're... are saying well how much money are we taking from the pickers and the roasters Yes, exactly. And they, but they don't care because they brought a fucking Duncan to Pandora or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're, it's, it's, it's all, it's all wild. It's all, mm -hmm. it's all crazy and it's all intentional and it's all there. Yeah. You don't even have to look that hard to find it. No, that's the thing. This is a not so, this is an unsubtle movie, but not an unnuanced one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's unsubtle. It's subtle as a brick and that's fine. Sometimes yeah. you just got to get your, shit out there and and subtlety be damned you know uh it's 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 a whole it's a whole it's a whole mm -hmm. mess it's a whole it's a whole dang thing and sometimes you can be a friend with a whale when you're not yeah. well you don't have a three cup a day habit you can be be yeah, friends with a whale yeah you, you can be friends with a whale who's basically the your dad of whales yeah you can be friends with a dad with with a, your a dad, dad whale. who's a whale you can be friends with your dad, and but also the whale is your sister, and also it talks language. Justin, yeah, I, the the you know because you you get into the the point in this movie where like you need to communicate with a whale, and I'm like, oh, how are they going to handle this? Like, is it just sort of going to be sort of you know the vague human and animal communications? Uh, I just no, do it. The, 
The whales just talk language. Yeah. The whales just, we understand them because we're all in the same world mind yeah. ecosystem. They're, they're, yeah, they're smarter than whale. you. We're lucky to talk to them. We speak whale and whales speak us. Yes. And, and that's fine. And, and when when the, when a whale says that a memory is too, too painful, painful for him to convey, <laughs> you're watching a cinematic masterpiece. The whales are a, in my mind, a far superior resource MacGuffin than Unobtainium. Because you yes. don't, because in this movie, you have to commit murder to get the resource. Right, whereas murder was sort of an option last time that, that they decided to take. Uh, Unobtainium, now, I will say this of Unobtainium, having recently rewatched the first Avatar. They only say it, like, once or twice. Like, it's not that big a deal. We know they mm -hmm. want it. We know blah, blah, resources, blah, blah, Iraq war. Like, we know they want the resource, and that's why they're waging war mm -hmm. against these people. But it's not as big a thing. And, yes, I do think this is more effective because it is more personal. Yes. We are, I mean, in the last one, you know, AWA was on top of, you know, the resource of unobtainium mm -hmm. that they wanted, which was, of course, personal. I found that very affecting in the first film as well. But yes, in this one, you have to like literally brain a whale mm -hmm. to get, get it yeah. to Justin. Say it with me now. Get a goo that makes Make you immortal. Brutal. We all know. Yeah. Yes. Very normal. Mm -hmm. We're all aware. Again, mm -hmm. Dune sequel vibes all yeah. over the place here. The, the goo makes humanity stop aging. It, humanity, the goo makes humanity not give back to Awa. Humanity yes, never exactly stops. Right. Their fear of returning energy to Ewa of giving is, is of giving of anything, giving. right? I mean, you are you know Ewa gives you energy when you are born, and you must return mm -hmm. it to Ewa when you die. And it they're refusing to give it back. It's all it's all it's all thematic. Mm -hmm. And as sad as it is when like you know the Sully son dies, it's like well he gets to live on in Ewa, and like we know that for certain. Yeah, that is like a definitive truth that we know. Mm. Uh, which is very comforting yeah. to me personally. I would like I would like to live among Ewa when I yeah. pass. And like it's all it's all connected. You can be like you can be born in one place and die in another, be buried in in another world unfamiliar to your own, but you're still all together. You're still all together. And Ewa, you know what? Ewa will take you. Yeah. Ewa will accept you. Accept your energies. Awa accepts every Awa accepts everyone. All are like loved in the eye of Awa. All are like, welcome in the eye of Awa. It's truly, truly a beautiful uh, contemporary sort of form mm. of religion. Is is Awa? I think you know that there, there are those people that have like Jedi Church and things but like that. Nothing I think, miserable, meaningless, yeah, absolute nonsense. People, I uh, when like we know that this is fiction. Like I know that like haha, yeah, yeah, religion is fiction or whatever. But like we know this one is fiction. Yeah, I. I think I do believe in Awa though. Yeah. I find Awa a more fulfilling Lord. Store yeah, just a being to wish it was looking out for you. Yeah, I think the thinking of Awa the Almighty is uh very comforting to me. Yes. I would like to continue to think that <laughs> <laughs> I am in the arms of a loving god and that mm -hmm. god is Awa, <laughs> the, the god of Pandora. Kevin. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day. Now that you've seen both, would you rather be of the forest people or the reef people? Justin, this is an excellent question. 
having been heavily uh, uh, inscribed to to both tribes, both the Forest Navi and uh, the Metkayina of the coast. Um, it's a good question. I do like the sun and the sand and the surf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it seems so chill in Metkayina Village. Yeah, I I think I would be. I think I much like the Sully Clan. I would be a Metkayina. Yeah, you don't get the... You're sacrificing the, like, sweeping, soaring vistas of, like, the Banshees and Hallelujah Mountains, but you get a whale friend. And a whale friend with sick tattoos. Like, really (laughs) nice ink. You get some absolute... You get a sick whale with a big hard head who is your friend that you can talk to. And I th- I think that's pretty mm-hmm. unbeatable as much as as much as the forest would offer. But here's the thing about Pandora, I take wherever. Yeah, I'd be a, I'd be an evil fire Navi. I don't give a shit. Yeah. No, let, I'll I'll be that. I'll just be like a Midwestern Navi. I'll just live in like shit that shitty ambiguous plains woods, like Missouri yeah. environment. You need a car to get around. Yeah, long need, yeah. stretches. Well, yeah, no. Long stretches I need, of road. I need a banshee to get around. I need. Yeah, because there's no, there's no, there's nothing between you and there. No, you, you, no, you can't walk anywhere. Yeah. It's not a. It's not you, a the closest thing community. you can walk to and hang out at is a gas station. Yeah, just that suburban straw. Like there's a there's a quick trip near you. Yeah. Where you can get where you can get a delicious taquito. But yeah, that's yeah. that's it. That's where you get like a pork egg roll most dire pork egg roll of your entire life <laughs> and like just for an absolute... some reason like nine inches long a bit of 3 a.m desperation the mm. the knobby quick trip pork egg mm. roll um i i do thought i think it's really i do love how like different they look like they have like sea turtle arms Yes, they evolved differently. They have longer tails with mm-hmm. the sort of uh, it looks like a more an oar or a rudder sort of formation. Mm-hmm. They have yeah these like the extended sort of like flipper arms mm-hmm. basically where they they have a longer flatter arm. They're a different skin tone, and I think that's I think that's all cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's all interesting little word world building. It feels like they thought this shit out yeah. when they're like designing a character is that stuff that like really felt like when you're watching the behind the scenes features of like the lord of the rings movies or even the star wars prequels which say what you will had some very good special features on those dvds mm-hmm. um where you're like ah just every little weird little detail here has like some thought put into it. Yeah, we thought about like if it were like this, oh, there would be water dripping down and that would, you know, and be, like that's all intri- that's all yeah. this good little textured shit that I'm sorry you're not getting from from Smaug's no. <laughs> world of fun. No. You're just no. not getting it. There's a wild the, the MCU has a like visual Well, no, it actually does has have a visual coherence. It's just all extremely boring. It's all that like shitty hyper textured costumes and like very samey like metallic sheens and structures and a like very muted color palette that all looks the same but in a way that's boring when the whole fun of Marvel is like a million different things clashing. Pandora is one world. It is one ecosystem. You can clearly see, like, I think it's really cool how you can see how species are, like, related. 
um, and Pandora. Like, you can see how, like, oh, the weird dogs are kind of like the big cat. Like, oh, this horse kind of looks like the deer. Like, you can see how they're related. Yeah. And that's, like, it's coherent, but in a way that shows how big this world is. Instead of making a big world feel small. Absolutely. It just feels so sprawling and, like, endless. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it has the appeal of those great fictional worlds where you feel like around the corner is something you never thought of mm-hmm. that could just mm-hmm. be there and be thriving and all makes sense as a part of this universe. Like, you might turn around and suddenly there's just this new beautiful thing yeah. that you had just never considered. And you want to know every corner of it. But uh, the mystery is what's fun. Everyone, I, I, that, That's what's been so beautiful about these Avatar movies is we're not getting... 14 series and video games and and all these other things is that it stayed so like the mystery has been kept Mm -hmm. in the intervening 13 years yeah and now it's only more palpable because we still don't we don't know everything no not every character has had a spin-off book Mm -hmm. where they tell us everything about them Mm -hmm. things are more interesting when there is some element of mystery to them right um but the elegance i think of these avatar movies so far is there is mystery but avatar doesn't really hint at it that much like or it's it feels i don't know the mystery at it feels less pushed it's less forced it's not like it's not easter egg filmmaking it's not these these movies are it's just letting a thread hang yes these these movies are some of the very very few big scale hollywood filmmaking movies that are not made seemingly with the intended purpose of of producing thousands of easter egg youtube videos yes it's 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 Jim Cameron and Tom Cruise. They're the only ones holding down the fort. Mm-hmm. When when we lose them, I think it's 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 done. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, and I, I recently published a tweet to this effect that like, you know, the 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 Smaug movies are going to keep making a ton of money, and I and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. No. But they are losing their cultural stranglehold mm-hmm. slowly but surely like the the octopus's tentacles mm-hmm. are 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 loosening their grasp um a, all of the smaug movies this year underperformed by their expectations um you know like it, it, black panther 2 is maybe gonna crawl to a billion and i know how insane that sentence sounds mm-hmm. but like Black Panther 1 was, like, a phenomenon outside of even how popular these movies are already, you know? And and I think they are losing some of that. And this is the one where Kevin has, like, the most control. What we're seeing is what Kevin Feige wants the most. Right. And it's it's bad. Like, for all intents and purposes, like the movie that Kevin Feige basically directed is Thor, the dark world. Take that for what you will. Mm -hmm. And, um, but this year we've seen the phenomenal success of Top Gun Maverick Mm -hmm. of everything, everywhere, all at once of RRR on an international global scale 
mm-hmm. of uh, Nope, of uh, The Lost City quietly made a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. like a fun just little and again none of most of these are not like art house masterpieces no they're just normal movies they are normal movies the kind of which you used to get all the time at the movies and people used to go see and i do think as you know on top of all the streaming, everything on your phone, people do like to go to the movies to see a good, entertaining movie yeah. that they haven't quite seen before. And I think people are slowly reawakening to that. Mm-hmm. And it's quietly, ha- you know, like, with the exception of the Batman, all of the big superhero movies this year underperformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The Rock is on a cope tour oh my god from how much his movie did not succeed my man is recording videos in his car he is giving coping rants in his his... car that is the kiss of death for anyone (laughs) for any influencer or content creator Dwayne is transforming into a corn cob before our eyes he's corn cobbing so hard and it's it's because like I think we did hit a limit. I think it, it, for a while it didn't seem like there was a ceiling on this thing. I think there is one. And again, I'm sure these movies are going to continue to make gadzooks of money mm-hmm. as people do their jury duty to go see the new Marvel movie three times uh, a year. Because you're not allowed to stop. You have to do your time. <laughs> you got to do your time. You know, you got to do your dime. You did. You you served your nickel. You know, go go out to the theater. Go 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 check in. But I don't think people. At least again, my Twitter timeline is not the gauge of anything. But like, I don't feel like people are talking about those shows anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I I you see like a couple blips where someone tries to tell you the new one is good. And then, like, no, it isn't. Don't, don't, don't try and tell mm-hmm. me that, that that this is good. Um, and it does like feel that way. And the only like, you know, one of those Disney Plus franchise shows from last year that I heard anyone fucking make a peep about was Andor. That's because they bothered to like make a real show. Yeah, yeah, a show <laughs> that understands that Star Wars is meant to look kind of shitty. Like, it's meant to look. It's meant to look cheap. It's meant to look like a basic, like what would be, like a basic TV drama. It should look like Doctor Who, not yes, and it like they, they they've made a show whose whose point was not to fill in a wiki. Mm-hmm. They made or or to like be one of those like YouTube fan movies where two characters fight yeah like they made a real show they made like the sci-fi equivalent of like a period piece yeah they made like they basically made fucking like sci-fi michael clayton yeah they they made like which helps that you got the guy that made michael clayton but you know what i mean like they made like a real show (laughs) with stakes and and production value and thought out arcs mm-hmm. and filmmaking and guess what people responded yeah. to it <laughs> guess what people actually watched this one as opposed to like the obi-wan show mm-hmm. or like i can't even tell you what fucking mcu shows came out this year she hulk uh, she, no, she hulk pe- uh 
I think Miss Marvel. Maybe peace and love to Tatiana Maslany. I, I have nothing against her, but like they made a real show. Yeah, and I lo- I hope they learn. They're not going to learn that lesson. No, but no, they're like, going back to like Boba Fett killing time. Yes, exactly. Boba Fett killing time between seasons of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like you're watching him like. <laughs> I I didn't watch the Boba Fett show, but I can only imagine someone off camera doing the like stretch it out motion <laughs> like the whole time. Like it, it, Mandalorian season three is taking a while. John had other projects like stretch, stretch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on. <laughs> um, we only we can only afford the fake Luke Skywalker face for mm. one episode. Like, stretch, stretch, the rigging broke. We're yeah, shooting him entirely from the like chest down for the rest of the show. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're putting him just out of frame like the Muppet Baby's <laughs> mom. <laughs> actually, that sounds good. Actually, I'd watch that. See, that it's actually just... would be Star Wars Baby. That's actually though. like creative though, like yeah. Grogu. You yeah. know, like the little guy, a but, little that, like Mando's... a baby Jedi, a baby Wookie, mm-hmm. a normal Ewok, I... like an adult yeah, Ewok. They're, they're very small. They're very little. Justin, we're two childless adults. Do you think kids still like dinosaurs? They have to. Yes, they do. Because they're fucking cool. Yeah. They're the coolest they're thing cool you can shit. imagine. You know what? You know what Avatar fucking gets? Make all the animals a little bit like dinosaurs. a dinosaur. You're absolutely right. The like, the Tolkien are dinosaur is whales. A, yeah. Yeah. It's a the, fucking the dinosaur whales. Oh. The hammerhead shark riding, you know, rhinoceros yeah. or whatever. Dinosaur. That's a, That's a dinosaur. All the tigers oh, the... are all the dogs and tigers are part raptor. Like it fucking rules. Absolutely. Turuk. Turuk Makto. Turuk is a fucking, that's a dinosaur. That's a, that's a Tyranno goddamn dactyl. God damn it. Right. It is. That is a die. Yeah, exactly. This is Dinotopia. Yes. Yes. Avatar, Avatar is Dinotopia. Is Dinotopia. No, but actually. No, but <laughs> actually Avatar is Dinotopia. Go, yeah. go see our movies for babies episode about about dinotopia or just watch dinotopia dinotopia is fucking great it was all right i thought it was fun i had a good time Vern didn't Vern did not Vern did not feel the great spirit uh the stampede did not run through his heart uh he failed the he failed to follow the ten commandments of dinotopia yeah he 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 took the the protecting stone yeah He, he he let sins into Dinotopia. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> Any anything else um, about now that we are friends of Payakon? Yeah, we're friends of Payakon. Like Kevin, is this a silly movie? Is it silly? Is this a stupid movie? Like not in a like just how how much I mean, light is up is on upstairs in this film's brain? I think. This is a. This is tough to articulate, but follow me here. I am. That it is not self serious, but it treats its material seriously. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean it doesn't turn everything into a fucking joke. There's still plenty of jokes, still lots of little laughs to be had mm-hmm. in Avatar The Way of Water, but it, 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 it treats it like a straightforward material. It treats its, its characters seriously without being over serious or over dramatic with them Mm -hmm. i think it it sets out very simple story goals which people mistake for 
being non-present or underwhelming, but no, it is. It, there's nothing wrong with some good simplicity. Mm-hmm. You've set out to tell the story of a jarhead that learns to love the native people of the place he is invading. Simple. And they do it. And they execute it. And I think there is a lot about this movie that is fucking silly. Everything about Kiri, the, the Sigourney Weaver yeah. character, is a fucking silly. A whale saying, it's too painful. Because it cannot express its its yeah. its memories is silly. Mm-hmm. A a Navi troop chewing giant bubblegum <laughs> is silly. Jermaine Clement S- in a like American accent is extremely yes. silly. A, a space whale brain goo making you immortal is silly. Edie Falco drinking coffee in a mech suit I, is ooh. silly, but drinking it with, with her yeah, mech she, hand. She might, yeah, it's, Kevin, those new mech suits repulse me so much. They're too thin and they're too fast. And they make those off, these awful little whirring sounds when they move. <laughs> the, <laughs> and just like to drink coffee and like shake hands. And I want to just hit their legs with hammers all day kevin that's all 100%. i want to do absolutely i want to knock should... those bad boys over and i cannot wait for assumedly avatar 3 where yeah. you get to do that a lot yeah it's um, like I, it's the mech design in this is so good both like those just light 100%. like skirmisher legs where they can just kind of run but it is just like it's like watching someone in, in like monster makeup and they're just wearing like the leg extenders <laughs> absolutely yeah it's it's fucking people people on stilts yeah like it's in, everyone uh, moves like on stilts and it just looks weird but then when like the whaling ship has those crab subs oh the crab with their like so weirdly good. like intricate fingers <laughs> yeah crabs are so the that crab, they used the crab to like are crack so, their knuckles and like so fucking yes all of that is silly but that is oh. not a negative mm-hmm. when i say that that is the embracing these big, weird, silly ideas mm. and treating them not with a, a po-face self-seriousness, but just taking your material at its own level mm. and just picking a story and telling it. Uh, and And there is nothing but clarity here Mm -hmm. there is there's not a bunch of sequel hooks i mean like you obviously see like where the quaritch plot line is going but Mm -hmm. i'll I'll call that legal that's fair that's fair play uh because you know you're making at least one more of these that's all right uh barbosa comes down at the end of dead man's chest and says so where are we going or whatever you Mm -hmm. know like it's it's it that's legal that's fair play in in this in this uh society uh, 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 Doc Brown sent you a telegram from the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It's legal. Mm-hmm. Um, Gollum is bad now in Two Towns. Yes, yes, exactly. As they like wander off into the into the into the exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, legal. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> permitted. Good and solid and just I. What this thing does is it delivers Mm -hmm. it introduces an idea or a plot point or a villain and we are going to see that all the way through like that like there's this um moment in an interview where james cameron is talking about getting studio notes 
for the first one and it's like a and it's like part of a flying and it's a flying scene and this the executive says why do we need this scene it's not forwarding the story or anything and james cameron says because i want to see it and that Mm -hmm. focus of purpose of just wanting to show people this is so like palpable it's like it's the driving force behind the whole project and yet i think what it that desire to just show you something is so refreshing compared to marvel which is very cutthroat it's everything is so like tight and if anything compressed to make room for the setup of future stuff while this movie which even at three hours long fucking clips Oh, 100%. Cruise. Has so many moments of just kind of quiet and, like, breathing. Where there will just be, like, moments where no one just kind of... Where no one says anything. People will just stop and just process what they're feeling at the moment. They'll just exist. Yeah. And and share these little moments. And when people say, like, oh, this kind of stops and becomes, like, a nature documentary in the middle. And it's like... Yeah. The nature documentary is the point. And in a in a live action movie, I don't think you would make these same sort of criticisms as that like. But also, it's so important to the story, mm-hmm. these these nature documentaries, not only to make you, the audience, like interested in Pandora and not want to see it get mm-hmm. bulldozed by the military, but also like the aquatic nature documentary are the Sullys becoming part of the Met Kaina. Yeah. That is the story of the movie, is yeah. them coming to love this seaside paradise that they are now mm-hmm. a part of. That is important. That's yeah. why they want to defend it at the end, mm-hmm. is because, like, they've grown to love it, and it's vistas, yeah. and it's critters. And and that's the mm-hmm. point. Like, yeah. you can't... That's not wasted time. No. Nor is it empty spectacle. That's yeah. That's that's the point. Movie like this movie, like the the criticism I've I've seen most commonly levied against this is it's the same as the first one, and that's no like yes and no. I mean, it's on Pandora. It's on Pandora, but the structure of outsider joins a new culture. Yeah, that's kind of the. I feel like to me that's kind of the point. Like there's always avatars going on. There's always someone going out, joining, marveling, and connecting. Like, it's something that Jake did, and now he needs his kids to do. But that's not enough. Just joining in with the people wasn't enough. It wasn't fucking enough for Jake when he did it, because the bad guys just hit him anyway. And that needs to be telegraphed to both other people and, like, the next generation. It's remixing it in a way that builds it and elaborates on it. And every, like, fucking Marvel movie follows the same, follows very similar structures, but none of it builds. None of it is, like, it's, for all these fucking sequels, there's no real sequentialism. Ideas are picked up and then discarded. Nothing layers on itself the way good fucking sequels do. Absolutely. It, it, taking the original and, and the foundation that it built and, and building on it instead of simply replicating it, but replication with purpose. Mm-hmm. 
re- replication with thematic yeah. and character significance. It's re- it's replication with reflection. It's actually acknowledging and actually thinking about what came before it to then determine what next steps to take. And that comes from fucking vision. That comes from someone saying, hey, check this shit out. Absolutely. And when you're a military family, you move around a lot. You yeah. know, that's a story about that too. No, that's right. Because you got a troop dad. Because you got a troop dad. And you're going to be going all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's going to be tough to make and keep friends yeah. and, and find a little girlfriend. And, and certainly find a whale friend. I really like the way that Sully is portrayed in this film. I think that like it just makes perfect sense that this is the dad that he would transform mm-hmm. into. I, I, I found it very relatable knowing many of these dads myself, you know, I just, I, I think that's just a really smart, quick bit of characterization. Yeah. And I think that, I think it's very effective. Uh, yeah. You know, at squidical inking TV's Kevin Lanigan, uh, uh, you haven't heard from either of us in a little while, so we just wanted to, we just wanted to give yeah. you a little, a little quick, a little yeah. quick tar. Yeah. Little, we little had down feelings that tar. we needed to get down. Every so often I just need to talk into a microphone. I'm kind of moving away from podcasting a little, you know, focus on trying to make this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, but every so often I just got, I just got some feelings mm-hmm. that I got to express that I just got to get out. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to, uh, listen to your hippie grandpa to tell you to smoke some weed uh stop pussying around and uh pick up a gun yeah so so true so true my hippie grandpa so true so true there's no sea monster big enough to ever frighten me got a whale of a tail to tell you that the whale of a tail or two about the flatfish fish and the girls i've loved on nights like this with the moon above whale of a tail and it's all true i swear by my tattoo